Hey everyone, it's Jonathan, and welcome back to our series on Disney's Peter Pan. Today we're talking about a Peter Pan spin-off series, Jake and the Neverland Pirates. This is a show for little kids, so I really wasn't looking forward to watching this one, but I figured I better do my due diligence for the podcast. I asked Stanford to join me for this one since we were doing all the other Disney Peter Pan films, and I figured this would be a very quick episode because I didn't think we'd have a lot to say. However, we ended up talking for a lot longer than I expected, although we did have several rabbit trails along the way, which probably ended up making for a better episode anyway. I figure this is going to be a short one because we're not going to watch this whole show. I just kind of wanted to just acknowledge its existence and talk about what it was. Yeah, I watched like two and a half episodes or something. Okay. So at least, <laughs> at least have you know an idea because I'd never seen it. I mean, I knew I, I was aware of its existence, but I never watched it. Yeah, no, me neither. Like you, I knew of its existence. I guess I didn't know what it was because I was thinking it would be more story driven but this really is a show for little kids yeah because it like it has the thing where like the kids like directly address the camera there's just like purposeful fourth wall breaks throughout the show where yeah. they're talking to the children watching so for a lot of this i was kind of bored <laughs> like i watched <laughs> i watched all the ones that i suggested we watch plus an extra one because there was something that i wanted to watch before we talked just to see what it was so I'll get there because I'll go through the ones that I suggested we watch, even if you haven't seen them all. Yeah. I th- and, you know, John, I mean, this, this has been a few weeks. I think I watched the ones you suggested, <laughs> uh, but I only watched two. So maybe I didn't. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> My bad. Which ones did you wa- do you remember that you watched? Um, I watched some episodes from season one. And so I honestly don't think that I watch the ones that you had suggested unless they were from season one i know i watched the first episode some of them were from season one i have okay the ones that i suggested were from season one three and four okay and then i ended up watching one from season two as well okay well first let's talk about the cast not that there's anything too notable except we already talked about it in return to everland captain hook and mr smee uh cory burton and jeff bennett yes I guess they have a parrot sidekick voiced by David Arquette. Yes. <laughs> and Which then, is kind of random. Yeah, very. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then his singing voice was provided by Lauren Hoskins, which was notable because he also provides the voice for a character named Sharky. And there's another character named Bones voiced by Jeff Bennett. Singing voice provided by Kevin Hendrickson, which... I found out later are members of a pirate themed rock band from Portland, Oregon. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) Yeah. Another random (laughs) thing. Yeah. Uh, Apparently the show's creator, Bob's Ganaway. Yeah. He wanted music to listen to while they were working on the show. And he just searched pirate music for kids. And he found a band called captain bog and salty. And then he okay, just nice. listened to them while he was working on scripts and then decided to reach out for them and see if they wanted to work on the show. <laughs> so they ended up doing all the music for the show, plus being live action pirates at the end of every episode. You know, I think some of these people in children's programming, they have a lot of fun. 
<laughs> you know, probably creating their uh, creating. <laughs> well, apparently this Captain Bog and Salty band are popular, not just with kids, because it says that they do both children's venues like libraries and adult venues like nightclubs. So they're like all ages performers. Oh, wow. And like not every song was like a winner, like some were just kind of generic, but I could tell that they were putting a lot of work into them. And some of them would probably be good outside of the context of the show too. And apparently they've sold three soundtracks for the show. So they're apparently the music is well liked. Hey, interesting. You know, kind of this niche stuff. I feel like, you know, I'm not a dad and I mean, I'm I'm an uncle I'm really mm-hmm. close to, to my nieces and nephews, but, and so I was, I think that's how I was aware of the program because I, I had a little nephew that really liked the show, you know, mm-hmm. at the time. But, you know, I just think it kind of creates its own culture, doesn't it? I think with parents listening to some of this music with their kids, or maybe just again, independently other kids, because it's something they can enjoy on their own too, but it's, mm-hmm. it's its own, it's its own thing for sure. Yeah. Well, I know with a lot of kids shows, parents can end up like hating them because like repetitive elements and boring music or annoying music. Yeah. But apparently they found some kind of a niche where parents enjoyed this show because of the music along with their kids. Yeah. It seems to me that like uh, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, which I believe is another show that Bob Ganaway worked on at for for Disney. And as I recall, they use like the band They Might Be Giants or something like that, you know, they created some of their music. So um, that wouldn't surprise me. I think They Might Be Giants has done kids' music yeah, in the past. I don't know what all they've done. And my apologies if I'm wrong on that, but uh, it's fun, you know? Um, yeah. I know too, some of my other friends who have children. Their kids really got into the Wiggles. Do you remember the Wiggles? <laughs> I've never seen that. I know they're an Australian group. Yeah, I was going to say that uh, they're an Australian set of performers, and I think they, uh, they had a show, and they've got albums and things. But I remember it was just kind of like part of the family ritual to put on some of these Wiggles, like the, some of this Wiggles music, like in the car, for example, and stuff, mm-hmm. when they're driving to and from preschool or you know, or whatever they were doing. And um, anyway, to say, it's just a whole other market. Mm-hmm. that that um i'm just really not that closely familiar with at this point <laughs> well i mean it's a good idea if you're going to be making a kid's show you might as well try and make it as appealing to the parents as well oh, not just seriously. so they're not annoyed but also because maybe they'll want to buy your stuff as well <laughs> exactly you know and it seems like it's a smart business move in a lot of ways right if you're mm-hmm. you, you, you create music for it and it seems to me that there were books and all sorts of stuff even like with jake and the neverland pirates it seems to me that there were Ways maybe you know that I would see at the Disney store or something again, not paying close attention, but you know, it had a pretty identifiable logo and mm-hmm. um, you know, Captain Hook and all, all, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, the only other notable thing about the people behind the show that I wrote down was all the kids were kind of like a revolving cast, like as soon as they'd hit puberty, they'd be replaced, but two of the kids. Well, at least two. I guess I don't I don't recognize any of the other names. I recognize the name Madison Pettis, who voiced the pirate girl Izzy. Okay. And Cameron Boyce voiced Jake. 
And both of the, neither of them like stayed on the show for the entire run of the series. Jake, okay. I think, had four different voice actors, and Izzy had two. Okay, but I think they both were big into Disney. And Cameron Boyce, he he, I think he died a few years ago. Yeah, didn't he die? Kind of like a tragic. He, yeah, I don't remember what happened. It, I don't remember it, what it happened. Might, it might have been something like a random heart attack or something. Like it was some. Un, I think it was some undiagnosed thing i probably should look that up so i don't <laughs> spread well, well i just checked because i um he died at age 20 just before descendants 3 premiered on disney channel so oh, he was yeah. one of the he was in that series or at least that particular version of it and i've seen some of that descendant stuff and i've it's, it's completely left my brain because um, <laughs> i haven't seen any of it yet be, gra- be, be grateful i think <laughs> i probably would eventually yeah just like for a podcast episode yes that's why i did it it wasn't something that was like oh i've got to see this but he died at age 20 due to complications from epilepsy yeah so So it was a surprise yeah 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 Yeah, i remember him from he was on a show called jesse when he was much younger oh yeah this this is jesse uh this that started in 2011 yeah Actually, that probably would have been around the time of Jake and the Neverland Pirates, too. Jesse was a big deal, wasn't it? Wasn't it really a popular sitcom yeah. on, on Disney Channel? I don't remember if I ever watched it all the way through, but there was a period of time in the early 2010s where my cousin and I would just watch Disney Channel stuff just because we wanted something fun after work. Yeah. And that was one of them we watched for a while. I don't know that... I think we kind of got out of that phase maybe in the middle of Jesse. So I don't know that I ever finished the series, but it was a pretty fun show. It wasn't one of the absolute favorites, but it was fun enough. They had good kids. Okay. Yeah. Just again, one of those just Disney channel sitcoms that just wildly popular, right. And kind of launched the careers from a lot for a lot of these. Yes. Child, child actors. Yeah. Well, the main character, Jesse was Debbie Ryan and she started on it was the spinoff to the Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Sweet Life on Deck, the one where they're on a cruise ship. Where they're on the cruise ship. Yeah. And then she went on. She's now acting in like regular stuff. And I think the same with the oldest girl in the show, Peyton List. She's now an actress, I believe. What was the premise of Jesse? Was it an, a family she, she comedy? Was the na- she was the nanny to four adopted. Like it was supposed to be a... What's the name? Which, which big celebrity is the one that adopts kids from all over the world? Angelina Jolie. Yeah, it was supposed to be like a fictionalized version of her and her husband. Like her, 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 the the parents were almost never in the show. They were like jet setting all over the world, doing all of whatever they were doing. So it was Jesse the nanny along with their butler Bertram. They were they were basically raising these four kids that they had adopted from all over the world. They Actually, I think the it, oldest yeah. the oldest girl might have been their biological child and then the three younger were adopted i believe it's been a long time since i watched that show no so that's interesting because i know i've never seen you know never i just again remember seeing an ad or something for it but a a poster uh madison pettis she was in Corey in the house and i remember ads for that show but also i never watched it i haven't seen that one there was a period like when i was a teenager i watched all the ones that were happening well, we didn't have Disney Channel, so anything that was ported over to ABC on Saturday mornings, uh, we'd watch okay. all those. You could watch it, yeah. Yeah, and then there was a period of time where we didn't, ha- like, after I got a job, like, we didn't watch TV on Saturdays anymore, and 
I don't know what all they still had. And then it was like in the early 2010s, I sort of kind of got back into that and started looking for them to watch with my cousin because we just kind of missed watching that kind of stuff. And then we watched for a few years. We watched like um, Good Luck Charlie, Shake It Up. There was one called Ant Farm for a while. Okay. And then around that time is where we kind of fell off of that. And yeah, that that's pro- that was about about the time where I started getting into like YouTube and podcasting is when I stopped regularly watching that kind of stuff. Yeah. Cory in the House, it debuted in 2007, and it's a spinoff of That So Raven. Yeah, I remembered that, and I remembered wanting to see it because of that, because That So Raven is still one of my favorite Disney Channel shows. Yeah. But I still have never seen Cory in the House. Even even there was one episode that I wanted to see that had Raven in it. I still haven't tracked it down to watch that. I'm sure it's on Disney Plus. I probably yeah. can watch that. Yeah, I think it is. Anyways, we should probably talk about Jake and the Neverland Pirates. <laughs> now that we've covered Disney Channel in other ways. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I have tons to say because I didn't yeah. watch that many episodes. The The first episode was basically an introduction to it. And that's where yes. I realized like, oh, it's that kind of preschool it's that, show. Right, that kind of preschool show. Interactive, mm-hmm. you know, gentle whatever conflicts they have they're just they're pretty gentle pretty preschool friendly yeah like in the second half of the first episode i think captain hook steals a seashell and they have to get it back (laughs) and there's counting and shapes and colors and right yeah whenever they solve a pirate problem magical gold doubloons appear and they have to collect them i was like this feels like a video game yeah i don't know if that was the thinking behind that or not you know, I'm with you because, again, what what whatever episodes of, of like Mickey Mouse Clubhouse that I watched with one of my, you know, nieces or nephews, that's the same sort of deal. You know, they 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 count, they problem solve. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just so interactive. And do kids, kids do you know, kids like that? Do they do it with the show? Because that well, I, I don't remember that happening when I was a kid. I don't either. Because I just I mean I mean I love Sesame Street and whatnot. You know that mm-hmm. I had as a kid, but I just don't remember. They were posing those kind of questions. You know, they were more, mm-hmm. it seemed like it was more, they were just showing and telling versus yeah, kind of requiring feedback. Again, just uh, with Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and like Dora the Explorer, you know, those, I don't know, that was another show that my friend's kids loved was Dora the Explorer. And Dora, if I'm not mistaken, did the same sort of thing. And yes, my friend's kids would interact with the TV. You know, they, they would okay. shout out that they would shout out the answer. Uh, I figured there must be a reason why they're doing it. It just, it never was in a part of the shows I watched. So I didn't know if that was something kids actually liked or not. Yeah, ditto. It's been a new invention, right? Since we uh, were in that, you know, watching those shows. Well, then the next episode that I watched was a two-parter, Peter Pan Returns. Did you watch that one? That was in season one also. That was the finale of season one. Yes. And there you get Peter Pan voiced by Adam Wiley. And the crocodile is in this one, voiced by D. Bradley Baker, but he just makes noises. He just does noises, yeah. Yeah. And this is where you find out where Peter Pan fits into all this. He apparently has left Neverland in the care of these pirates, the little kid pirates, while he's exploring the lands beyond the Never Sea. So that's why he's not in the show, but he just comes back once in a while. Yeah. And then the whole episode is about him trying to get his shadow back from the pirates, because the... His shadow 
escaped from him again and it started pranking the pirates so then they captured it and then throughout this whole two-part episode is basically just the little kid pirates chasing the adult pirates all over the island trying to get the shadow back yes (laughs) (laughs) it felt really stretched out (laughs) oh absolutely again you know you just tell instantly that yeah this is for preschoolers you know Mm -hmm. uh I guess what I thought was cute about it, John, was that I, you know, I like Peter Pan. I mm-hmm. like the IP, right? And, yeah. and I love these Disney versions. I mean, I love the Disney uh, character designs and, and whatnot. And I thought they, they did a nice job kind of stylizing Captain Hook and Mr. Speed and Peter Pan for this aesthetic, but still kind of keeping it like very identifiable as, oh, yeah, that's, you know, mm-hmm. Captain Hook, Peter Pan, and whatnot. But um, so that, you know, that, that, that part was appealing. But then when it turns out preschool, you're like, okay, I think I'm good. (laughs) Yeah. Well, then in season two, there was an episode that I wanted to watch, but I I never told you about this one. I just figured I would just watch it and report back because I wanted to know in Return to Neverland, there was a scene with Captain Hook showing Wendy a picture of his mother. And it was like, this is obviously a picture of Captain Hook in drag. And I knew that Captain Hook's mother was going to be in the show. And I wanted to know if she would actually look like him in drag. (laughs) 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 So I I wanted to watch the first episode with Mama Hook. (laughs) And yes, she looks like Captain Hook in drag. (laughs) Okay, so they they went for it. (laughs) And she's played Uh, by Sharon Osbourne. (laughs) No way. (laughs) <laughs> they have a ton of big guest stars in this show, like a ton of big guest stars. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Karen Osborne of all people. Yeah. Ozzy, Ozzy doesn't show up, does he? <laughs> Not that I remember. Crazy like, he didn't show up in anything that I watched. <laughs> that that would have been hilarious. Though. That is hilarious. <laughs> a missed opportunity if they did. <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah, this this one wasn't like most of these are not really that memorable. The whole point of the show, this episode was that his mother is visiting and she wants to go treasure hunting with him. And then the kid pirates find a treasure map. So he decides he's going to follow the kids and steal the treasure from them to impress his mother. And then like these are pirates, but she scolds him for stealing the treasure. And he's crying and says he just wanted her to be proud of him. This is really you know, ridiculous. I'm just shaking my head. <laughs> and then they all decide to share the treasure, which turned out to be a gold tea set. So they have a tea and treasure party all together. The pirates and the children pirates. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Oh, dear. <laughs> I'm speechless. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I kind of want to hunt that one down, John. Just watch it, just <laughs> I mean, it's that was only the first half of the episode. I didn't oh, make wow. any notes on the second half because well, like, most of these are split into two cartoons. They split in into two, two storylines each episode, right? So, yeah, if you yeah, want to spend of... 10 minutes watching Sharon Osbourne as Mama Hook, you could. It's episode <laughs> six, I guess. So, okay. okay. <laughs> well, and again, I guess that's a. A good thing for the age group, right, is that they're, you know, just Mm -hmm. have this kind of small little story that wraps up quickly, not too tricky to follow, and just perfect for the preschool set. 
Yeah. And that makes sense. So I wonder why they would do that. Like there's many two part episodes. So it's like a full hour. Good point. Which doesn't seem to be a good idea for what the show is. And it always feels like the next episode that I wanted to talk about was from season three battle for the book. It's very, it's more of the same. Like they're just chasing the pirates around, except this time they have the darling family in it as well. Oh, wow. Because you, you go back to London and Wendy's telling her brothers, the stories of Peter Pan and they've redesigned them for the show. And I did not like the redesigns. Like they look similar, but Wendy's lips are like weird and puffy looking. Oh wow! I wasn't a fan of the redesigns. Are they still at this like the same age as they are in yeah. the animated film? Yeah, they're all the okay. same ages. Yeah, interesting. Okay, but then the gist of the story is that the pirates, for some reason, are watching them through a witch's tide pool like a TV. <laughs> And <laughs> Captain Hook is mad about how all her stories are portraying him. So he's going to London to steal her book so he can destroy it. And then the whole episode is basically them trying chasing the pirates, trying to get the book back. And at some point the book gets split up so all the pages are flying around. So then they have to go and collect all the pages. And it's just it's, it felt way too long. Oh, I was so wow. bored. Is, and weird. Yeah. Right? Just like it was, it was weird. It was very this? weird. Again, when they're going with these existing characters and storylines, I'm sure it's got to be tricky to try to come up with something creative and interesting mm-hmm. and and keep, you know, cuz they that's a lot of episodes to create, right? Yeah. For, well, it for a season. For four seasons. Yeah. And I don't know how many episodes it was, but there was a lot cuz there was a, I think there was at least 20 in every episode or every season cuz but like the Peter Pan returns out, I think that was the season finale. That was episodes 25 and 26 of season one. And then the last episode was the 20th episode of season four. So okay. there were a lot of episodes. Yeah. I don't know. So you sometimes wonder how these ideas, either they come up with them or they get like greenlit. <laughs> but easy for me to say. Well, the last episode was really weird too, because... It it almost felt like a different show on the last episode, and at oh, some point I think how because I didn't watch it. Of course, I didn't see it. Yeah, I think Jake got some sort of an uh, a promotion or something because the last episode it it had a different beginning, and he was Captain Jake, and the Neverland Pirates. They were all the same age, I think, but the Wendy and the boys were with them in the last episode. And I was like, so did they join them and stay on the island? But it was. It was just like they were just randomly with them and they're pirates now, even though there was no explanation. Like from what I could tell, at least looking up like on the IMDB page, that their only credits were from the Battle of the Book episode and this one. So they just randomly decided that they're gonna be pirates in the last episode and not explain it. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Sorry to laugh. <laughs> that sounds so bad. <laughs> But this this last episode revolved around Peter Pan finally returning from beyond the Never Sea with all the treasures that he'd collected. And Captain Hook is waiting for him to come back so he can steal all the treasures. But one of the treasures is the Doomstone that can turn anything to stone. But every time it is used, it turns its user to stone a little bit more. 
So Hook steals it and turns Peter to stone. Like, this is a preschool show. This does not feel like something to put in a preschool show. (laughs) (laughs) So the the whole episode revolves around the kids trying to find a cure for Peter so that he's not a stone anymore. But Captain Hook is, like, turning extra evil every time he uses this. His voice is getting deeper. He gets a wardrobe change. And by the end of the show, he also gets turned to stone. And then it turns out the only thing that they needed was a kiss from Wendy. So she kisses Peter and turns him back. And then she kisses Hook and turns him back as well. (laughs) Oh, dear. It was weird. Uh, That was so weird. I was wondering if they were, like, trying to set up kind of a new... Have a spinoff show, you know. <laughs> I don't know if what they mean. were, it didn't go anywhere because I yeah, don't think anything anywhere. came after this. <laughs> well, and Hook and, Hook and Peter Pan got, you know, brought back to life. Thank goodness, weren't <laughs> <laughs> forever. Down. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Just one, one, two, final question for you, Anna John. What's your take of using? you know, these existing characters in a show like this. I mean, should should they have used original characters and done something kind of piratey, but, you know? I think that they they probably were trying to go for a happy medium since the main characters were all original. Yeah, that's your Jake the, and Izzy and, yeah. Yeah, the, the reason I'm talking about the ones with Peter Pan so much is just because those are the ones I wanted to watch. <laughs> like there, there, there's like a gotcha. hundred episodes with no characters other than Captain Hook and Smee that you. And Smee, yeah. So the rest of the characters are all like new pirates. There's a block of mermaids, I think, that become main characters. Yeah, there's a a lot of stuff in the show that is just to this show. Like they made up their own thing. I think that they used the setting of Neverland as something to draw viewers in. But then they went in their own direction with it. And then just the special episodes had Peter Pan and Wendy and John and Michael. Okay. But it is weird. It does. I I look at it as (laughs) non-canon. This is just them wanting to tell a story with recognizable characters. Yeah. Well, and you know, in the nineties, I remember too, there was not that we're necessarily preschool, but you know, there was a little mermaid. Yeah, there was, I remember an Aladdin, Aladdin series, and like I said, we didn't have Disney Channel, so I I saw some Aladdin when it was on one of our channels. Yeah, because it seemed like they would show it on Saturday morning. You know, there was also but... a, a show that I don't I don't even remember what it's called, but there was a live action Belle telling stories, yeah. like Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Uh huh. I I. I I might be mixing up two different shows, but I feel like she was telling stories from yeah, like the Book of Virtues or something. Like that was a different show. I don't know if it was the same show or not, but like it was, she would tell random stories, and there would be cartoons. And yeah, I don't really remember. I was very young at that time, mm-hmm. like super young, so that I only remember like vague snippets of it from my memory. Sure. But yeah, I guess this is not something new. They use their regular characters in spin-off ways for little kids they've been doing it for years so it's not like this is a new thing but it just feels kind of weird when when it's something like this i guess yeah exactly but it was interesting i'm i'm glad i watched what i did just so i'd have a flavor of what it was but i'm not yeah. planning on watching anymore <laughs> <laughs> i was so bored through most of this <laughs> i really am gonna hunt down the sharon osborne <laughs> she's actually in quite a few episodes okay find sharon osborne and then 
I might, I might watch that last one. It just sounds so weird. Although maybe if I, maybe if it is because I need some help falling asleep, I can <laughs> turn it on. <laughs> yeah. It would be a good way to fall asleep. I almost yeah. did on some of these. Yeah. But yeah, that's Jake and the Neverland Pirates. It was interesting. Glad I watched it. Not planning on going any further with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we will be back next time because we're going to be talking about. As far as I know, the final or most recent, I guess, spinoff in the Peter Pan franchise. We'll be talking about Peter Pan and Wendy. And Mark Brown will be joining us for that episode. So Excellent. Until then, do you want to let people know where they can find you? Yes. I'm on Twitter at Stanford Clark. And I have a movie podcast and blog at moviespastandpresent.com. Okay. Well, we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to every version ever. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe and follow my co-hosts as well. My link tree and all of our links will be in the description below. If you want more of my content, all my podcasts are available on YouTube as well as most podcast platforms. If you enjoyed this show, check out one of the other podcasts or check out my Patreon for bonus and extended episodes you won't find anywhere else. We'll be back soon with another brand new episode, so thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.